And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now. It's Red Eye Radio. Talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America studios, for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Dan Mandis, this is Red Eye Radio. The phone number is always 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. Man, what a night. Have you been watching the news from the Middle East? I know it feels like I say this every single night this week. I have filling in for Gary and Eric. They return next Sunday night, Monday morning. But another evening of major escalation in the Middle East in this uh, war between Israel and Hamas. A rocket or some sort of an explosion that has destroyed a hospital. 500 people killed. And you've got both sides, Israel and Hamas, pointing the finger at each other. Don't really know uh, whose bomb it was, who exploded this hospital. But uh, this is uh, now becoming a major, major issue. It is a major issue with 500 people again killed. And you've got a number of different um, embassies across the Middle East that are now being either attacked, swarmed by protesters, lit on fire. We've got travel warnings also in uh, some cities across the Middle East as well. So things are literally blowing up as we speak. Now, as far as this hospital goes, uh, it was a hospital in uh, Gaza. And uh, earlier today, there was uh, an explosion. And so now people are trying to figure out where did the explosion come from? Where did it originate from? Who fired that rocket? Was it Israel or was it Hamas or was it this uh, offshoot of Hamas that uh, works with um, Hamas on occasion, I guess? They're sort of like, again, an, an offshoot, maybe a partner of Hamas. Now, Israel is saying and they also say, by the way, that they've got a video to prove this. Israel is saying that it was a rocket that misfired that was shot by uh, some Palestinian militants called the Islamic Jihad that apparently often works with Hamas. Now, the army determined that uh, there were no Israeli air force. There was no ground or naval attacks in the area at the time of the blast. They also say that radar detected outgoing rocket fire 
at exactly the same moment. And that that outgoing rocket fire was coming from Gaza. And so what it sounds like to me, and of course, you know, you folks probably know that I've been hosting the last couple of nights. So you know that I support Israel in this whole thing. But if the uh, if the video shows and if the radar shows that this was an outgoing rocket, it was it was a rocket from Gaza and it was outgoing. But, you know, maybe it, I don't know, squirreled away and ended up hitting the hospital. That's what Israel says happened. They're even saying that intercepted communications between militant groups is uh, indicating that Islamic Jihad fired the rockets. They also showed uh, aerial footage collected by a military drone that showed a blast that they said was inconsistent with Israeli weaponry. They say the explosion occurred in the building's parking lot. And so Israel says that, you know, this this evidence shows that uh, this was not a rocket that came from their side. And I will also say that it's not necessarily Israel's M.O. to target hospitals. They've been consistent all along. They have said all along they don't want civilian casualties. I think that they've accepted that there will be civilian casualties because we all know that war is hell. Now, since the war began, this is from CNN, since the war began, the military saying in a statement, that roughly 450 rockets fired at Israel by militant groups have landed in Gaza, endangering and harming the lives of Gaza residents. I'm going to repeat that one more time because that is further evidence that this rocket that destroyed this hospital, that killed 500 people, came from the militant groups within Gaza. They say that roughly 450 rockets fired at Israel by militant groups, have landed in Gaza. So now we have this worldwide condemnation uh, of this hospital getting blown up. And you know what? There should be worldwide condemnation, condemnation. And if this was a rocket that did come from Israel, even as a supporter of Israel and as someone who is, uh, you know, very sympathetic to their cause and has been defending Israel, if Israel did accidentally bomb this hospital, then I would condemn them because that's clearly a mistake. Some of the media out there, by the way, early on was reporting, and this is this was stunning to me. Actually, I don't know why I would say that it was stunning to me, but you did have some in the media that, that were literally reporting. Even before the smoke had cleared, that it was an Israeli rocket. Basically believing the Hamas side of the story when they actually didn't know. And now it does look like, at least if you believe the uh, Israelis, they have concrete evidence that this rocket came from inside uh, Gaza. From this offshoot of uh, Hamas, the Islamic Jihad. Meantime, because again, I'm just letting you know, there's chaos all across the Middle East because of this. And by the way, all of these, uh, you know, all of these folks in the Middle East, all of these Arabs, I understand why they would be angry if Israel did. They didn't. But if Israel did target this hospital, uh, then they have every right to be upset. But 
you know, again, you've got all of these um, uh, consulates that are being swarmed and attacked. And you've got all of these things that are going on based on what the Arabs believe, the protesters believe, is is Israel bombing this hospital. Well, so what are they going to do if there is irrefutable evidence that it was actually Islamic Jihad? They're going to put their signs down, put out the fires and go home. You've got a million Palestinians who have fled their homes in Gaza, and now they are in this approximately eight mile long area just south of the evacuation zone. So they've been able to somewhat get out of the way of the attack zone. So that is, you know, if you're looking for silver lining, I don't know if that is. But, you know, a lot of these folks have been able to get out of the attack zone. That That is good news. There will still be uh, civilians that will be uh, killed and maimed in uh, the what is sure to be a very bloody battle whenever Israel's ground forces decide to go in. You've got the U.S. now trying to convince Israel, by the way, to uh, provide some humanitarian aid. But, you know, so far, the big concern is that aid will end up in the hands of Hamas like it is done in the past. Now, now there were stories and I, I re- remember them yesterday. There were stories on Twitter that uh, were reporting that the U.S. and Israel had actually come to an agreement on aid. But now I'm seeing updated uh, stories that say that, no, they're still working on a deal. And and that's the whole point of Israel is they want to do uh, nothing to help Hamas and what has happened in the past. And I think that's that's why they've shut down, shut off the electricity. That's why they shut off the water and, and everything that they've done is because they're trying to smoke out Hamas. And unfortunately, that does impact the people there in Gaza. But you've also gotten, and this is part of the humanitarian crisis, you've got 300 tons of food just waiting there at the Rafa crossing in Egypt. And it's they're waiting for the uh, Egyptians to allow this food uh, into uh, into Gaza. So there's a lot going on, by the way, the U.S. embassy in Lebanon. And by the way, now they have a travel advisory, basically, uh, if you're an American Don't go to Lebanon. The U.S. embassy in Lebanon has been set on fire as thousands of protesters surrounded. And they've got all these Palestinian flags. And apparently now what they've done is they've burned the American flag and they've put up the Palestinian flag outside of the U.S. embassy in Lebanon. We also have large crowds trying to uh, break into our military base in Turkey. That was uh, reported a few hours ago. We've got uh, chaos all across the Middle East. In Turkey, protesters have breached the Israeli consulate in Iran. The president there is saying that uh, they'll be bombing Israel very soon. Uh, Israel, by the way, they still have not begun their ground assault. I think part of what's going on is that Israel is trying to figure out, number one, where those hostages are. And I think they're also giving uh, the president, our president, Joe Biden, the opportunity for an audience, because I think Biden is doing whatever he can to uh, calm the tensions there in the Middle East. Uh, By the way, in Jordan, the Israeli embassy is also being swarmed. And it's very possible now I'm I'm monitoring Twitter and a number of different websites. It's very possible that uh, these various embassies 
uh, will be torched by uh, the time the sun comes up tomorrow morning. Uh, the Again, the British embassy in Iran, the same thing. We've got uh, protesting and swarming of the embassy. Massive, massive protests in Baghdad and uh, especially outside of the U.S. embassy in Baghdad. So there's a lot going on, friends. Uh, there is a lot going on. The big question is, and, and this is what the Israelis are, are trying to figure out, where did that rocket come from? Because all of these protests here that I'm, I, I'm telling you about and all of this uh, chaos across the Middle East, uh, all of this is because of a number of things. I mean, clearly tensions are very high, uh, not only, of course, uh, here in America, but also uh, clearly, certainly, obviously in uh, the Middle East. And so you do have all of these Arab nations and, and they do have uh, solidarity with uh, Gaza and, and the, the Palestinians and, and Hamas. And so part of what's going on is they didn't necessarily really need a reason to be really angry, you know, in Jordan and Iran and all of these other places, Iraq and so forth. Uh, they Syria, they, they didn't need uh, reasons to be angry. But when that rocket hit that hospital, and it obliterated. You've got 500 people dead. And the immediate response, the immediate accusation was that this was the Israelis. And before there is a shred of evidence that showed that the uh, Israelis were behind this uh, attack on the hospital. Members of the media ran with it here in America, uh, ran with it. And now Israel, again, to recap, is saying, uh, no, 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 no. We've got proof. We've got footage. We've got radar. We've got all kinds of evidence that shows that it was not Israel that fired this rocket. Now, of course, that's what Israel is uh, going to say. By the way, the uh, president, President Biden, he was uh, sickened and horrified at um, what happened to this hospital. And, And yes, we all are sickened and horrified what happened at this hospital, uh, whether it was Israel or it was, uh, you know, this this uh, jihadist organization, this offshoot of Hamas. So there's a lot going on in the Middle East. There's also a lot going on uh, here in America. Uh, The former President Donald Trump, just to let you know where we are going today, former President Donald Trump is now saying that he is going to appeal that gag order that was placed on him by the uh, judge, Tanya Chutkin. We'll talk about that. Um, AOC, I'm going to play you some uh, audio from AOC that is just incredible. I'm looking forward to playing uh, that for you as well. And uh, we've got some folks now that are uh, saying we need to defund the anti-Israel colleges. And so a very uh, busy evening ahead. My name is Dan Mandis in for Gary and Eric. The phone number, uh, the uh, lines are open, 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. This is Red Eye Radio. This report is brought to you by Shell Rotella. With advanced synthetic technology is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. As the seasons change, so does truck maintenance. Cold weather can affect everything from your batteries and air brake system to tire inflation and fuel lines. Here's a maintenance tip to help make sure your rig is ready when winter comes knocking. When water and moisture build in your air brake system in the dead of winter, it will almost certainly freeze and turn to ice, which can damage valves, air dryers, and other air system components. Be sure to inspect your system for any air leaks and to confirm the system is receiving a clear air supply. 
Check and drain your air tanks daily to keep water, contaminants, and corrosion at bay. Find a professional service center near you to learn more about winterizing your truck or to have your air brake system inspected today. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed. Brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. Bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Eight six six ninety red eye is the phone number. Eight six six nine zero seven thirty three thirty nine. Dan Mandis here in for Gary and Eric. They return a next Sunday night, Monday morning, and I'm just I'm going through all of this footage about this um, hospital that was uh, blown up in uh, Gaza. Uh, there's a number of different, I mean, just countless stories on this. And so one story says a missile launched by Palestinian groups exploded in midair and one of the pieces fell on the uh, hospital and so you're, you're going to have a, a lot of um what's the right way to put this you're going to have a lot of accusations uh, coming from the mainstream media trying to blame israel for this and, and and that is certainly what happened uh initially when this story first came out and now it does look like a lot of the media a lot of the mainstream media they are now backtracking on this and saying, well, there there's a lot of questions as to uh, where this missile came from. And so that is uh, one of the stories that we'll continue to cover, including everything that is uh, going on across the Middle East. And by the way, uh, Joe Biden, President Biden, as you know, he is uh, on his way to the Middle East. He's on his way to Israel and he was supposed to have a, a meeting with um, you had uh, Israel, of course, Benjamin Netanyahu. He was also supposed to have a meeting with uh, the leaders of Jordan. And I think Egypt was in there as well. A few of these other leaders in the Middle East. Well, the the leader of Jordan just decided after this hospital was blown up, killing 500, at least 500 people. The uh, leader of Jordan 
decided that, uh, no, he was not going to uh, meet with President Biden because, of course, they already believe, automatically believe that uh, it is uh, Israel that blew up this uh, hospital. And so the leader in Jordan, he just said, you know what? No, I'm not going to meet with uh, President Biden because he is on the side of Israel. And look what Israel just did. And, you know, part of my question would be, even in the face of irrefutable evidence, do you really think that the leaders uh, and, and the people of Iran, Iraq, Jordan, Lebanon, and so forth, do you really believe that even in the face of irrefutable evidence, if that evidence was provided by Israel, would they believe the evidence? Would those Arab nations, would they believe the evidence if Israel puts it forward and says, look, this is what we see. This is the video. This is the video that is actually there. Uh, Al Jazeera, I guess, was live when uh, this happened, when this rocket attack happened. And from what I can tell, uh, you you see that this uh, this rocket uh, came from Gaza. It wasn't incoming it was, um, you know, outgoing, if you will, and it sort of seemed to, you know, splinter off and hit this hospital. So, so the question is, does it even matter? Does it even matter if uh, Israel provides irrefutable evidence? Because I'm not sure if any of these Arab nations would believe them. And so now you had President Biden on his way to uh, Israel, on his way to the Middle East, and he was going to have a lot of these meetings to try and, of course, calm tensions. But the problem is, right now, these nations have absolutely no interest. And I'll put, of course, Israel in this uh, bucket as well. I don't think anybody's really interested right now in tensions calming. I think that Israel is going to continue to do what they need to do. However, the fact that they have not started the ground assault yet shows you that perhaps they're waiting for President Biden to be able to try and talk them out of a ground assault. Red Eye Radio, from the Uniden America Studios. Now, for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, here is Dan Mandis. Red Eye Radio, 866 red eye 866-907-3339. Um, let's see here. News is uh, breaking as we speak here. I am tweeting out, you can follow me on at Dan Mandis Show, on uh, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. But it's a video that I found on the Daily Mail, and the question is, is this video proof that it was not Israel that fired the rocket that destroyed this hospital and killed 500 people? I'm uh, tweeting that out right now at Dan Manda Show. You can see it. There is a bunch of video I mentioned in the open that Israel has been reviewing radar. They've been reviewing uh, the video footage that is out there as well. And they are saying, and I'm as I watch the video, it does look like the rockets that took out this hospital 
were coming from inside Gaza. But you can check out the video for yourself. And um, again, you can follow me on all the socials at Dan Mandis Show. You can also find me on uh, Facebook and uh, also uh, Twitter and a number of other Instagram. That's the other one. Okay. Iran has also, because again, remember, there's a lot of breaking news right now. Iran has now uh, said that um, the time is up. That's what they're saying. Uh, Iran, time is up. This is the headline from the Daily Mail. Uh, Iran warns, quote, time is up in a chilling warning to Israel as the foreign minister arrives in Saudi Arabia. And this is all after the... um, bomb that killed 500 people uh, at this hospital. I think Iran is, of course, they're going to say kind of like what I was just saying, uh, heading into the break at the bottom of the hour. It doesn't matter. And and I'm I'm assuming that you folks understand this because you're smart. You listen to Red Red Eye Radio. So it doesn't matter what proof uh, Israel is going to or the United States uh, is going to bring to the table to prove their innocence in this uh, rocket attack destroying the hospital because the likes of Iran, the likes of Jordan, you know, these nations simply will not accept any evidence. And more than likely, that evidence that evidence won't even reach uh, the people of those nations either as they continue to protest, as they continue to surround uh, consulates and embassies and as they continue to, you know, light them on fire and do all the things that we always see in the Middle East. But Iran is now saying time is up as protesters and protests escalate after the attack. And so this is um, part of what they're reporting. The foreign minister declaring on Tuesday, the time is over, they say, for Israel as our president Joe Biden arrives in Tel Aviv. I mean, think about that. Joe Biden arriving in Tel Aviv and Iran is saying the rockets are coming. And so our president's literally our president is uh, clearly in danger. And, and you know, folks, look, I'm no fan of Joe Biden, but I, I don't want to see uh, an American president taken out uh, in Israel. But that is exactly what Iran seems to be threatening. They say an airstrike on a Gaza hospital Tuesday evening, killing at least 500 people, according to Palestinian authorities, enraged people around the world. Israel and Palestinians uh, both blaming each other for the atrocity. And on it goes. You know, one of the things and and I I like to um, engage you folks, and I know that there's a a lot of um, stories to talk about right now and and. The news is going to be breaking uh, all evening long. I have a question, though. Because I, I know that there's been this journey that a lot of us have been on. I, I read a, a really interesting tweet, and I know that there's a lot of folks that feel this way. And it was a it was a tweet. It doesn't matter who it was, uh, whose account it was. But it was it was somebody who was really angry. At what Hamas did to Israel. And when the uh, terrorist attack happened and we started to find out how many people were actually killed. As the hours went on and you realized the magnitude of the butchery, the magnitude of how horrific this um, terrorist attack was, 
And he had sent out a tweet and many people sent out tweets. And the tweets basically said, because you know how social media media is. And they were just attack now. Go in now. Root out Hamas. Doesn't matter how many innocent people are killed. Just take care of the problem and clean up the Middle East because Israel has a right to defend itself. Right. But as time goes on, I, I think part of what some people are discovering is that it's not quite that easy. And that there are a lot of innocent people that are in Gaza and that by taking out Hamas, there's also going to be uh, thousands, thousands of people that are not in Hamas or even uh, affiliated with Hamas or even perhaps support Hamas who will be impacted and perhaps killed. Now, I'm not one of them, but many people and people that I know and respect are now taking a look at the situation and realizing that uh, clearly it's not that simple. And maybe Israel should stand by and we try to figure out some sort of a, quote unquote, diplomatic solution because of the fact that, quote unquote, it's complicated. There's a guy that called last night, I think, who uh, said that his opinion had uh, softened uh, as the attacks had, uh, you know, sort of not faded in the distance. But, you know, the further away we get from the attack and the more we see what's going on in the Middle East, the more some people are looking at it and saying maybe Israel wants to hold off on that uh, ground attack just yet. And so I want to know from you. Where are you this morning? on your opinion as to whether or not Israel should go in and should continue with this uh, ground assault. 400,000 Israeli soldiers getting ready to go in. While Democrats and uh, some Republicans are saying there needs to be a, air quote, ceasefire. And so a lot of folks are are looking at it now and saying, well, not so fast. I'm going to tell you that I'm not one of them. I am fully understanding of what could happen. I am fully understanding of the, sadly, the um, collateral damage that we could see with Israel going in. I'm fully understanding of all of that. But at some point, at some point, Israel does need to take care of this problem. And to me, this has nothing to do with the thousands of years of history. This has to do with a horrifically brutal terror attack that took out thousands of people in Israel, innocent people. And as they say, war is hell. And I don't say that with an air of who cares. I totally understand what is going on. But I also understand that Israel is doing everything that it possibly can to prevent civilian casualties. But has your opinion softened as time has gone on? Or are you as strident as ever that Israel deserves the uh, ability and the right to defend itself? 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number. 866-907-3339. Now coming up, some must-hear audio from Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez as she is trying to um, talk about these attacks. And, and talk about how she believes 
that there should be a ceasefire. And believe it or not, a member of the media is pushing back on AOC because Israel does, as the news anchor says, have a right to defend itself. And AOC, she keeps trying to sell this ceasefire, but seems to me like nobody's buying it. The uh, details straight ahead. Again, 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. Got a lot more straight ahead. Dan Mattis here on Red Eye Radio. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Eight six six ninety red eyes the phone number eight six six nine zero seven thirty three thirty nine. Seeing this on Twitter, the U.S. says it thwarted a drone attack on Iraq's Al Assad air base, host to American troops. It says uh, two one-way drones were intercepted. U.S. officials who spoke uh, to Reuters on the incident fell short of placing blame for the attempted attack. So. Again, there is uh, all kinds of breaking news happening this morning, and I got a lot of phone calls as well that that I want to get to. Eight six six ninety red eye is the phone number, and uh, this is John calling from Rochester, uh, Minnesota. John, how are you? Great, sir. And you sound pretty good yourself. I would Thank like you. to say that you you have more than once said, or more than twice, three times said, "War is hell." I would like to give you another American saying that explains why that's true. But first, I'd like to qualify it by saying why it is a necessity in war. You are on the verge, in my opinion, and there's some generals retired who think the same way. Potentially, World War III could start. I'm 69 years old. I've been living through the Cold War all that years ago. But we got President Putin of Russia. We got mm-hmm. red Chinese, that regime, and then everybody else lower than them, and everybody's in cahoots with them, and then we have NATO. What I'm trying to say is, I've had ROTC, but I didn't finish. I was built a science major to be a civil rights attorney once. I graduated from medical stuff. I'm in Rochester, Minnesota, which is home of Mayo Clinic's headquarters, and called Med City here. It's safe here for me. I can think clearly about this, but I would like yeah. to say about why you say war is hell. The reason is because here's another saying, and give me well, your well here, and, and 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 you're right, uh, John. War is absolutely hell, and unfortunately, when we see this kind of attacks, um, we do see civilian casualties. And one of the things that we always is this, and, and you're right. I mean, there's a lot of people that are talking about how this could indeed. Uh, spiral into World War Three, and you know you've got the sides, right? You've got America, you've got Israel, and it would be America and Israel and the other Western countries uh, against <clears throat> China, Russia, 
and uh, all of these Middle Eastern countries. And, and so that is, um, you know, uh, North Korea probably as well would be siding with uh, China. China has been cozying up to these uh, Arab nations as well. And, and so that's going to be part of the issue that we have to face. And that's what Joe Biden is uh, trying to avoid is World War Three, And that might be, and again, the you know, part of the breaking news uh, story this morning as uh, you know, we go on the air is that uh, Iran is now saying the time is up and they're threatening Israel as Joe Biden arrives in Tel Aviv. So there's a lot going on. And by the way, the, the reason and I believe that uh, Iran will probably uh, hold their uh, hold their fire, uh, at least for a little while, a little while, I hope, is because I believe that they know Iran knows that Joe Biden is arriving in Israel and he wants to, uh, while he is supportive of Israel, I think that they understand that uh, the president is uh, going to try to avoid uh, World War Three, And so obviously we'll have to see you know, how this all plays out. But uh, there is uh, a lot going on. There's so many uh, fascinating videos here during the top of the hour. I'm going to tweet out some more videos of this uh, attack, this rocket attack where this hospital in Gaza was um, it exploded and there is a lot of rocket fire. And from the evidence that that I am seeing and that is out there and seems to be available, uh, Israel looks to be in the clear on this one. And again, there's a debate. You've got Hamas and and basically all of the Arab countries are saying that it was Israel that fired on this hospital. And they're using that as an excuse to, you know, for example, light our embassies and our consulates on fire surrounding them, uh, lighting our, our flags on fire and just the rest of all of that that we see all the time in the Middle East. And so for, for me, the, the more the uh, evidence is, is clear that Israel is putting forward that this was actually a rocket that was fired by uh, one of these uh, terrorist organizations inside of Gaza that, uh, you know, sort of went, uh, went askew and landed on the hospital. Uh, they're trying to fire into, um, they're trying to fire into uh, Israel, but the rocket ended up going elsewhere. And, and this is going to be a very, very tragic situation. The uh, number is 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. Got a lot more straight ahead. Follow me on Twitter at Dan Manda Show. And again, that phone number one more time is 866-90-RED-EYE. And I'm also on the other socials as well, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram as well. Um, all of them, again, at Dan Manda Show. Your call's coming up next. Top of the Hour News is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood. Now. It's Red Eye Radio. Talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America studios, for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Dan Mandis, this is Red Eye Radio. 
866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number, 866-907-3339. Appreciate you listening. Gary and Eric will return next Sunday night, Monday morning. If you're just joining us, all kinds of things going on in the Middle East. We'll continue to cover all of it for you. Iran is basically saying to Israel, time is up, and uh, they are threatening Israel with bombs any any hour, any moment now. Now, we've seen that for the last couple of days, and we also know that these, uh, you know, these Arab nations, they are constantly making these kinds of threats. Now, Joe Biden, our president, is actually arriving in Tel Aviv. So that adds another wrinkle to the whole discussion. We've also been telling you about uh, this evening the uh, hospital that uh, was ultimately, it exploded, rocket fire, and now we have really two warring sides. We have Israel blaming uh, Hamas and we have Hamas blaming Israel. Clearly, and if you've been listening for the last hour, I've been uh, telling you about the evidence that is out there. And you can see some of it on my Twitter feed at Dan Manda show that clearly show that the rocket that destroyed this hospital actually came from Gaza and not from Israel. And so Israel is saying there is radar evidence and there is uh, video evidence as well, all kinds of evidence that shows that this was a, a rocket that came uh, from Gaza and ultimately it, it, it spiraled, it did whatever it did and landed on this hospital, destroying this hospital and killing 500 people. Nonetheless, we do have uh, massive protests uh, all across the Arab nation. So. That is uh, one of many stories that we are covering for you uh, this morning. Jim Jordan loses in his first try at becoming Speaker of the House. I've also got that story for you as well. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she was being interviewed and and just staying with Israel for a second. uh, She was being uh, interviewed and I thought it was interesting because she is trying to and, and we know that this is what Uh, The squad has been trying to do literally since day one. And what she's trying to do is sell a ceasefire in the Middle East. And she got some pushback on that. And I believe that she should get some pushback on that. And the uh, interview, it didn't end well for AOC because I think that uh, she just she didn't look like uh, she really was all that passionate in her beliefs. And she knows that she doesn't have a leg to stand on. But let's listen together how this went for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. As all of this kind of kicked off, you and several other of your colleagues uh, released a statement calling on a, for a ceasefire uh, in the region. But I wonder, what is Israel supposed to do about Hamas after they murdered, brutalized, mm-hmm. abducted over a thousand of their citizens? Are they supposed to just do nothing? Well, you know, I think what's important to note about a ceasefire is that it's not one-sided. Hamas has been sending thousands of rockets into Israel as well. And what is important is for us to identify our goal in terms of what safety means, in terms of what defense means. Okay, so she doesn't really answer the question. The goal, as far as Israel goes, is to obliterate Hamas. And Hamas, their goal is to obliterate Israel. I mean, that's the goal of both sides. And so clearly, both sides are really clear on what the goal is. And as far as Israel goes, they are the clear victims in this case. And do you know what the big problem is with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? She has no credibility. 
she has no credibility because she has been anti-Israel from day one. She is a proud supporter of the BDS movement against Israel. And so the more that you look at the history of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the more you realize she is, you know, part of the squad. You've got Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, and, uh, you know, these other folks that are incredibly anti-Israel. And so it's awfully, as we've been talking about, all of us have been talking about for, you know, the all week has been this this call for this uh, ceasefire. And they were calling for the ceasefire right when the original attack happened. And so Israel was just recovering, trying to figure out what in God's green earth just happened. And you had, you know, Rashida Tlaib and, and some of these other folks saying, you got to have a ceasefire. You got to have a ceasefire. And Israel's like, we haven't even fired yet. All we know is we've got well over a thousand people strewn across Israel and, and they're all dead. And you're, you're calling for a ceasefire when we haven't even done anything yet to protect ourselves. But they went on. But and I think, I may, Congresswoman, I think the position from Israel's perspective is that there was already an attack mm-hmm. and Hamas already committed an attack. Mm-hmm. After that happened, do you really believe that they should not respond to that? I think what is important in terms of response is Israel does have a right to to self-defense. I think what we need to take a look at in this situation is if collective punishment qualifies as defense, if the blockade on water, food, electricity, if the dropping of white phosphorus, uh, which is an indiscriminate weapon, qualifies. So I do believe that there's a discussion to be had here. I don't believe that an either-or approach is what is necessary, but we should identify what our goal is, which is the cooling of tensions in the well, region. You know, she talks about the cooling of tensions in, in the region. That's her goal. But should that be Israel's goal? Because they can stop bombing, but that won't stop the attacks on Israel. And that's what I love about these folks that are like, cease fire, cease fire. OK, so let's say Israel stops firing. They, they cease firing. But what's going to happen? They'll continue to get attacked. I mean, the old adage is still true. Israel, what would happen if um, what would happen if if Hamas and all of these other Israel hating nations put down their arms and stopped attacking and said, we want peace? There would be peace in the Middle East because Israel, that's all they want. They, they wouldn't attack the Palestinians. But if Israel put down their arms like AOC and the rest of these uh, folks want them to do, Israel would be obliterated. And that's the dynamic within the Middle East. Now, she does talk about something I think a lot of Americans, again, are struggling with uh, right now. And that is this concept of collective punishment, as in Israel is going in They're bombing Hamas hideouts, uh, the homes of their leaders as well. And Israel has actually been able to take out uh, some of their leaders. That is huge. But, you know, Hamas and and these leaders, uh, you kill one, there's another one right there. So, you know, they're making some progress. Israel is making some progress. Uh, They have not gone in with the ground troops as of yet. But in in the wake of all of uh, that are these Palestinians 
who live among them. And so this concept of collective punishment does keep coming up. That's one of the questions that I have for you uh, this morning and this evening on Red Eye Radio. And that is, you know, there's been a lot of people who have been who were incredibly passionate about Israel going in, uh, going in and into Gaza and just rooting out Hamas. Collateral damage be damned. It doesn't matter how many innocent people are killed. But one of the things that I'm noticing is as we get further and further away from the original horrific terror attack, there's some people that are starting to rethink that strategy. They're looking at the dynamic. They're looking at, you know, what's going on with Iran, for example, and and the fact that this could lead to World War Three. They're looking at this massive humanitarian crisis that is going on right now. They're looking at the fact that uh, no one wants to accept any of these um, any of these folks from uh, from Gaza. Nobody wants Palestinian refugees. America doesn't. And, and you've got all of these other Arab nations that don't even want these folks. And so one of my questions for you is, has your opinion on this whole thing softened since the original attack? Because for some folks, it has not for me. I am still as passionate today as I was a week ago regarding Israel and what they need to do. But, you know, there really is no other choice. By the way, that phone number, 866-90-RED-EYE. There really is no other choice. You can't effectively root out Hamas and not have collateral damage. I mean, that's just a fact. But Hamas did this, not Israel. Now, I, I will admit that I, I do struggle with all of this because nobody wants to see innocent people killed. I don't want to see a humanitarian crisis, and I sure as heck don't want to see, you know, some of these uh, Palestinian refugees coming to America, as some lawmakers uh, want to see happen. Now, I, I really have no idea how many people in Gaza side with Hamas. I suspect that it's many. But what I do know is that Israel does need to finish this. And and the attack of the weekend before last, you know, it wasn't about land. I keep saying this and, and, and people I think you folks understand the attack weekend before last. To me, it wasn't about land. It was about hating Jews and killing as many of them as possible. But, yes, Israel does have to respond. Here's more from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Israel's goal is to rid the region of Hamas. They've been very clear about that. And I certainly take what you're saying about the condition of Gaza right now for civilians who, as you point out, are not synonymous with Hamas. But for Israel to deal with Hamas, which uh, is a force that is actually detrimental to Palestinians. Absolutely. How else are they supposed to address a violent militant, mm-hmm. some say terrorist group, mm-hmm. other than to go in there right. and, and take them on directly? Well, you know, when we talk about going in there, I think we should also keep in mind President Biden's statements uh, as well about what a potential, what the implications of a potential ground invasion would be. This is an inherently complex situation. You know, I, I got to tell you, it's not a complex situation. You know, she says it's complex, but it's really not. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. You got thousands of years of history over who has the right to this land. It's Israel, by the way. But but I, I get that that aspect of it is complicated for some. But this current situation is not complicated. Hamas paraglided in and killed innocent people. That's what Hamas did. It's a terrorist attack, and Israel knows who did it, and they want to root these folks out because they are murderers, and they will do it again and again and again. So I will say that that, that's not a complicated situation at all. It really is quite simple, except it says AOC that we're talking about. I do believe that Hamas needs to be dealt with. How, but how, I think, is what I'm And I think what we're trying to figure out right now is that this present situation of collective punishment and, in, and indiscriminate attack is, is one approach, but we are seeing the, the issues and the complications with that approach now. I'm just, Can we target them in terms of intelligence? Is there precision? Are, what are the options available are, an entire, are, are entirely up to the administration and for, for Israel to... Um, to examine and explore. Well, I will tell you that uh, to me anyway, there really is only one way to handle this. And uh, coming up uh, right after this next break, I'm going to play you some great audio from a Democrat, believe it or not, a Democrat who very much disagrees with what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has to say. That audio for you and your phone calls coming up. Dan here in for Gary and Eric. It's 86690 Red Eye, 866907-3339. This is Red Eye Radio. Brought to you by FPPF, Fuel Power Max. The IFTA tax program redistributes tax revenue to states based on your actual miles run. Thus, the truly cheapest fuel can only be found if you subtract federal and state taxes and state surcharges from the pump price to compare. The strategy means that you buy without regard for whether you are paying more at the pump in taxes. IFTA also considers state surcharges, which complicates the fuel buying strategy. Indiana, Kentucky, and Virginia have per-gallon surcharges. Connecticut, Kentucky, New Mexico, New York, and Oregon have per-mile surcharges. While some owner-operators buy only enough fuel to get through surcharge states, this practice can backfire, depending on the actual cost of the fuel in each state. When comparing fuel prices, always remember, pump pride minus taxes equals the real fuel cost. Owner-operator Business 101 is provided by Overdrive's Partners in Business program. Go to overdriveonline.com to the Partners in Business section of the website for more detail on this and many other topics. Brought to you by Shell Rotella. With advanced synthetic technology is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Eight six six ninety red eye is the phone number eight six six nine zero seven thirty three thirty nine. So AOC wants a ceasefire. Well, a fellow Democrat by the name of Jim Himes has a um, comment, has an answer to her demand for a ceasefire in uh, Israel. Listen, calling for a ceasefire uh, is like calling for the United States to stand down and, and do a ceasefire uh, on September twelfth, two thousand one. Right? Uh, you. 
you it's an ugly world out there and you can't after you have been brutalized the way the israelis have been brutalized say guys take a deep breath and don't do anything about this that's that's just not realistic and it's not right what's not right to make the call to say that you should not respond militarily to a terrorist attack that killed it well in excess of a thousand of your people i understand the instinct and look i you know people who take who remind us how horrible war is i will never say that those people are absolutely wrong we always need that voice but when you have been brutalized the way we were on 9/11 or the way the israelis were mm-hmm. uh you you go to war yep i mean he's absolutely right the phone number is 866-90 red i want to say hello to uh tracy calling from tennessee on red eye radio hey tracy hey dan it's good to hear you again uh kind of odd hearing you this time at night hey uh there's something I haven't heard anybody talk about, and I'm just kind of trying to put two and two together here. So they're saying at least 500 people were killed in this blast that hit this hospital. Now, I believe that it did come out of Gaza. and But from video footage I've seen, uh, and, they, and, and the reason I say that, Israel said right from the get-go that it wasn't even Hamas. It was Islamic Jihad, so I think right. they got all the intelligence and proof they need. But all the footage I've seen of these rockets that Hamas has used, they're small. They're small in diameter. They're they're basically the same thing as a large mortar shell. They, they're full of nails and tacks and glass. They're anti-personnel. So there's one of two things has happened for a blast to be this big. To take out a hospital and kill 500-plus people, either this malfunctioning rocket or missile that the Islamic Jihad fired had a warhead substantially larger than what Hamas has been using, which is a possibility, or there's another possibility. We know by Israeli intelligence, and this is why Israel doesn't target hospitals and schools as is because they know there's a lot of innocence in there, right? Innocent people, right. but but we they know that Hamas hides their munitions in these places, mm-hmm. so it's a possibility that a lesser warhead actually hit the munitions in this hospital and caused the massive explosion that killed so many people. You know, there, and, and Tracy, I appreciate the call. There, there's a lot that we don't know about, um, you know, the the hospital exploding. You bring up a great point, though, and, and I actually talked about that last night, how the um, how about how Hamas will hide some of their munitions in, you know, these schools and these hospitals and so forth. You are absolutely right, although I believe that um, I believe that the rocket actually hit the parking lot right outside of the hospital. Radio from the Uniden America studios. Now for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, here is Dan Mandis. 
866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number, 866-907-3339. By the way, you can find out more about me on the Dan Mandis Show Facebook page. I host a morning show in Nashville, Tennessee on Super Talk 99.7 WTN. And you can find out more information on that at 99.7 WTN.com. I posed a question for you folks, and uh, the question was this, real briefly, and then I'll, I'll take some calls on this. When the attack against Israel first happened, a lot of people were just unequivocal, right? Just go into uh, go into Gaza. Who cares about the consequences? Who cares about the collateral damage? Take out Hamas, period. And one of the things that I'm noticing, even amongst conservatives, is as we get further away from the original attack, there's some folks out there that are softening that stance and saying, you know, there's a lot of uh, innocence in in Gaza. There's going to be a lot of collateral damage. Think about World War Three. And and so some people, not me, but some people are beginning to soften their stance. And again, yes, even some conservatives. And so I'm asking you if you're softening that stance. I've got Arno, who is on the line from Los Angeles on Red Eye Radio. Hey, Arno, how are you? Hey, sir. I'm great. Thanks for uh, taking my call. I'm a very conservative guy. I'll be moving to Nashville here in a couple of years, but uh, I'm going to take it back to World War II. I was born in Germany, uh, first generation American. My mother was born during World War II, and my grandfather got tossed out of his government job when the Nazis took over because he said, no, I'm not going to join. And they spent the rest of the war living pretty much in a barn on handouts. My family would never hold it against the Allies that they had to take Germany apart and put it back together because we had allowed the cancer of the Nazis to get a foothold. Well, in Gaza, Hamas has done the same thing, and I'm sorry, but those people are responsible for that. And if we need to go in there and take that place apart and put it back together to make them right with the world, I'm sorry, but they're going to have to suffer the consequences, just like Germany did. And many years later, uh, Germany is now thriving uh, floundering a little bit but you know no more issues with the nazis well you know you know uh, you know arno you know arno the thing is and i'm just going to keep going back to this and you folks are going to get tired of hearing this but war is hell the world is a really and can be a really cruel place and you know what the people in gaza i hate to say it it seems politically incorrect for whatever reason to say it these days but the folks in uh, gaza by and large they are supporters of Hamas. And so I understand that they didn't pick up rifles and they didn't go out themselves and butcher those uh, children and kill those innocent people. But that's a culture that is decidedly anti-Israel. They, they teach it in the schools. And so I'm not saying that all those people, yes. uh, you know, need to be put down. But I mean, listen, that's the culture. And when that's the culture, then Israel has the ability to fight back. And so, Arno, I very much appreciate uh, you calling into Red Eye Radio. And yeah, Israel does have the uh, right to defend itself. And uh, let's say hello now to Shane calling from Portland, Oregon on Red Eye Radio. Shane, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you doing, sir? I'm all right. Go ahead. You know, um, I don't understand why the media isn't actually explaining maybe a little bit more of the history of what the the conflict between the Palestinians and the and, and the Israelis has been, but then again, I guess you know, it, it, I guess it, it it's 
it makes sense that they're not because they don't ever talk about anything that's important other than what they want to frame. I mean, Palestine has had over seven chances to have Mm -hmm. their own sovereign territory. And every time they stopped, they, they, they were like, no, we don't want that. And the attacks on Israel and this is it, it, it's an atrocity. And I, and I really feel bad for the people that are actually civilians that are in the Palestinian territory in Gaza right now. But Hamas is not even letting them leave. Well, and, 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 Shane, you're, and, and Shane, you're right. I, I will let you finish. But let me just throw one thing out there is. Number one, you're right. One of the things that the media is 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 talking about and is uh, reporting on is oftentimes they'll use this narrative that Israel is is occupying this territory. Well, they've been. No, they're not. No, they've been in the thousands of years. And and, and Shane, you're absolutely right. I don't know if you if you heard me, you know, say this the last couple of nights, but, you know, Israel. I I don't think I have. I I have. Israel could occupy Israel could occupy a a 10 by 10 uh, area there within Israel. And the the folks there in Hamas, the terrorists and the Palestinians, uh, they they would still want to destroy Israel because they feel like Israel has no right to exist. So they won't be happy until every Israeli is dead or gone. Their religion, it's the religion, it's the Sharia law that they follow. It's not just Israel. It's everybody. It's, it's everybody that doesn't believe the same way they do. And the fact that they're not letting the civilians leave, they're taking people's car keys. Yes. I yeah, they're, ta- they're taking that, people's car keys and they won't yeah, let them out. They're grabbing keys from civ- and they won't let them out. And that's what these bastards do. They, and then every time civilians die, they throw it up and, and it looks really, really bad. It, and it is bad. It's horrible. But what else can can happen? They need to be eradicated. Well, and, and, the, and the thing that I'll say, Shane, and I appreciate the call from Portland. Um, the other thing that I'll say, and it goes right along the lines with what uh, you were saying, uh, there have been many times where there have been negotiations and Israel has negotiated in good faith and they have agreed to give up territory. And, you know, they've agreed to this, that and the other. And, and the other side has said no. Because, again, it goes back to the other side doesn't feel like Israel has a right to exist. And so any any negotiation that ends with Israel having any kind of a presence in in their land is not acceptable to Hamas or the Palestinians or the entire Arab world. And so that's why Israel finds itself in this position time and time and time again. And I appreciate the call. Mike is in Boca Raton, Florida. On Red Eye Radio. Mike, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. So uh, my point is, uh, Nikki Haley wants to let refugees from Gaza come into our country. Unvetted. And and what she says is that 50% or better disagree with Hamas being the governing uh, entity of of the Gaza Strip. So if more than 50% of the people disagree with Hamas, why aren't they taking up arms like the colonials did 
against uh, Britain when uh, America was still an un, uh, unnamed country. Right. Well, here's here here's what I would say, Mike. Know, Number one, I I don't know where Nikki Haley you know gets those numbers, but okay, let's I just say either. yeah, let's just say that let's just go with her numbers, right? So let's just say that fifty yeah. percent of of the of the people in Gaza do not support Hamas. Well, how does she know which ones we're letting into uh, America? Are we making sure that the fifty percent? Are we somehow vetting out the Hamas supporting anti-Semites. I mean, that 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 I mean, it, it even if her numbers are true and I don't know if they are uh, and I and I can't imagine they can get some effective polling uh, there in Gaza. But even if that is true and she wants to accept some of these uh, refugees from Gaza, how do you make sure that, uh, you know, the ones that are coming in are anti-Hamas? There's no way to do that. There's no way uh, that Mike, I appreciate the call. I, I, I already don't like uh, Nikki Haley. And uh, Mike has just solidified that fact, and I appreciate uh, the call. David in Ohio has been holding for a while. Uh, lots of calls want to get to him. David, thanks for calling Red Eye Radio. Go ahead. You've got to uh, cut off the head of the snake. Iran. Iran is the problem. You must annihilate the mullahs. The Iranian government must be destroyed. Destroy the Iranian government. When the citizens rise up, as they will, support the Iranian citizens, forget about Hamas. Just put them under siege. Right. They're insignificant. Well, listen, and, and David, David, to your point, and, you know, Donald Trump, he had Iran. They were starving. They were desperate. The people were rising up in Iran. And then, of course, we all know what happened with the election of uh, of 2020. And then, of course, Joe Biden comes in. <clears throat> and what does Biden do? He funds Iran. He and, and I've been over this so many times with you folks. I know that you've heard me say this a thousand times, but he looked the other way on those oil sanctions, allowing Iran to raise tens of billions of dollars, not to mention the six point five billion for the hostages. And that allowed Iran to spend even more money to fund terrorism. So, David, you're you're absolutely right. And Joe Biden, one of the things that I keep saying is when Biden arrives in Tel Aviv, I would love for Benjamin Netanyahu to say, you know what, Uh, President Biden, I would like you to explain to me why is it that you allowed Iran when your predecessor had them on their knees and you come in and, and you reverse a lot of the things that Donald Trump did And now Iran is more powerful than ever. And right now, as Joe Biden is in Tel Aviv, Iran is threatening to bomb Israel as our president is in uh, is in Tel Aviv. I mean, I I I hope nothing bad happens. But how ironic would it be if, um, you know, I, I if Iran bombed Israel as Joe Biden was in Israel with the bombs that he funded? And I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number. 866-907-3339. This is Dan Mandis on Red Eye Radio. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio.
Red Eye Radio, 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. Just getting word, I'm seeing that uh, President Biden apparently has just landed in Israel. Let's say hello to Mark in Washington, D.C., listening on WMAL. Hey, Mark, how are you? Yeah, hi, Dan. Uh, Good, thanks. Thanks for doing the show. Um, Yeah, I want to get back to your original question, but I I wanted to quickly say that Nikki Haley's idea is ridiculous because we we can't transport the entire population of every country that has a bad government, you know, to the U.S. I mean, you know, but let's move all of Venezuela to Montana, you know. Oh, yeah. Nikki Haley's on track. Yeah, she gets up every day and just finds out what Ron DeSantis said and then decides to say the opposite. (laughs) But, um, you know, on on this um, on this slowing down of the, um, uh, you know, initiative, I you know, we have two carrier task forces there, but Joe Biden is actually slowing down the Israel land invasion by by going there. You know, it's like it's like a spectator stepping in the middle of a boxing ring, you know, um, yep. and I, th- I think the only way we can reveal the truth is for the Israelis to go in and dig up all these tunnels and they're going to find all these rockets that Hamas can't carry out. They're going to find all these launchers, you know, inside of hospitals and, you know, every day that Joe Biden delays that event, then Hamas has another chance to blow up another hospital and get CNN, you know, to do a story. And, oh, yeah. you know, when this is all over, I, I'd like to know what companies in the world helped Hamas build those tunnels. You know, there's some German companies helping Iran build things in that mountain where they do research. And, you know, whoever these companies are. They ought to be told that they get to rebuild the Gaza Strip, you know, when this is all over. Because Joe Biden's going to want to send $5 billion of your money and my money to rebuild this. But I really just – I think it's horrible the way Joe Biden is delaying the, the land invasion because that's what's going to reveal the truth. Do you think uh, Do you think that um, Benjamin Netanyahu is – do you think he's having second thoughts? About the invasion? Yeah, about the ground I, I don't invasion. I think so. I, I really think Biden and his staff, they're saying one thing, but their actions, you know, are indicating, I mean, why would he why would he go over there? He could get killed and we could end up with Kamala Harris as president. You know, there's no reason for Biden to even be there right now. Blinken has already been there. He's talked to countries. Iran has backed off a little bit. You know, it's ludicrous for Biden to be there. And, you know, Netanyahu can't start the land invasion when he's got the U.S. president sitting in that tiny country and and might be a target. You know, I don't know. Well, and, and you're right. And I and I very much appreciate uh, the call. And, and you're, you're spot on. And here here's part of the the issue. And we've been talking about this uh, this morning. I ran part of the news cycle this morning. I've been uh, telling you folks about it. They are now saying the um, these three words, time is up. Iran is literally as President Biden right now landing in Tel Aviv. You've got Iran saying time is up and they are threatening Israel literally right now. Yeah, it's so crazy. We'll continue to yeah. cover it. Thank you very much for calling in. It is Red Eye Radio. The phone number is 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood. Now, 
It's Red Eye Radio. Talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America studios, for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Dan Mandis, this is Red Eye Radio. 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number, 866-907-3339. Appreciate you listening. Gary and Eric return next Sunday night, Monday morning. Looking forward to their return. We've been covering for you uh, everything going on in the Middle East, and it is quite literally uh, blowing up. And we will continue to uh, have our coverage. Joe Biden, President Biden, has uh, now landed in Tel Aviv. Iran is saying that uh, time is up and they are threatening Israel as our president is in Tel Aviv. We also have massive protests going on uh, all across the Middle East. I've been telling you about this uh, hospital that uh, was bombed in Gaza. 500 plus people have been killed. And originally you had uh, Hamas saying that Israel, they were the ones that uh, bombed this hospital. But as you look at the uh, evidence and as you look at, you know, the radar and you look at the kind of bomb that it was, when you look at uh, all kinds of video, it is very clear that it was not Israel that um, that fired this rocket that landed on this hospital. That rocket came from inside Gaza from an outfit called, they're saying, uh, Islamic Jihad, which is like an offshoot or a partner of Hamas. But if you look at the video, the, the video, it is it is perfectly clear what happened. That rocket came from inside Gaza, not outside Gaza, meaning that uh, it was either Hamas or this offshoot of Hamas that uh, ultimately destroyed this uh, hospital and killed 500 people. At least. And so the evidence is clear, but that's not stopping all of the protests. We have uh, embassies that are on fire. We've got uh, all kinds of massive, massive protests all across the Middle East. And so we will continue to cover that story for you. The phone number, a lot of people want to talk about this, is 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, so we'll get to your calls here in a second. I do want to get to some other stories because we have been awfully uh, Israel heavy. But I, I want to tell you what happened today in Washington, D.C. Now, you know that the uh, you, you may have heard about this. The Republicans are in the House of Representatives. We are without a Speaker of the House. And so it is uh, causing a lot of consternation because, you know, really, that means that the House of Representatives, uh, they are paralyzed to, to do much of anything uh, regarding Israel or anything else. And so uh, Jim Jordan, we've been covering this uh, the last couple of nights, Jim Jordan had uh, his uh, vote today and it did not go well. He has really been hitting the phones. And uh, I thought, because there was some reporting last night and we talked about this, I thought that Jordan was going to do a heck of a lot better than he did. But he didn't. Matter of fact, he was actually 20 votes short. This is how the day went. This is Elise Stefanik out of New York. Uh, this is how she kicked off the proceedings. Our friend and colleague Jim Jordan is a patriot. He is an America first warrior who wins the toughest of fights. Going after corruption and delivering accountability at the highest levels of government on behalf of we, 
the people. Jim is the voice of the American people who have felt voiceless for far too long. Whether as judiciary chair, conservative leader, or representative for his constituents in West Central Ohio, whether on the wrestling mat or in the committee room, Jim Jordan is strategic, scrappy, tough, and principled. He is a mentor, a worker, and above all, he is a fighter. And the American people know, we know, that Jim Jordan is a winner. Well, he <laughs> he wasn't a winner yesterday. He he certainly was not a winner. He came up well short of being confirmed as Speaker of the House. Twenty Republicans opposed him. Seven of those went for Steve Scalise. Three went to former New York Representatives Lee Zeldin. Six votes went to former Speaker Kevin McCarthy, among others. And so some of these no votes were in Biden-friendly districts in the state of New York. And so some of these some of these no votes you can understand, there is a lot going on here. There's a lot of layers. You know, a lot of folks are talking about the really heavy-handed uh, pressure tactic that a lot of these Republicans have been dealing with. And, and that's uh, been a pretty big issue, as a matter of fact, because you had uh, Jim Jordan making a lot of phone calls. You had Jim Jordan's Uh, The people that support him, they were also uh, very heavy handed. And you also had all of these phone calls from uh, constituents. There were people that were on Twitter saying these are the people that are no votes on Jim Jordan. Call their office. And these offices were paralyzed because they had so many phone calls coming in. And so these were very as as people are describing this, these were very heavy-handed tactics by Jim Jordan and his supporters. And so one of the questions that was asked to Byron Donalds, who is a Republican out of Florida, one of the questions that was asked is, okay, so is it possible that these heavy-handed tactics backfired? Was any of that a turnoff for some of these members? I believe it was. I've talked to a couple of members where they they felt that that's just not what they needed. Um, I don't think that's what we should be doing right now. And listen, for all of the, the voters in our country, I think it's important for members to hear your voice, and I totally respect that. But I think that there are members up here who they want to be able to make this decision on leadership and then move forward. I think some of the pressure campaigns have backfired. They have not worked. And so I think that right now, uh, under the leadership of Jim Jordan, you know, I would request that people just take a break, take a pause, let the members work and figure this out amongst ourselves so we can elect Jim Jordan as speaker. And then we can get back to, to, the, to, work, to the work that we have to do. I, I think uh, the term would be chill out. High pressure campaigns in Washington, D.C. Sometimes they work. And yes, sometimes they do backfire. There were even some Republicans who said that they were going to be primaried if they didn't get behind Jim Jordan. And so, you know, the uh, House of Representatives, it it does remain. I don't know any other way to say it. It's chaotic. And uh, you could even perhaps call it a train wreck. And so Trey Gowdy, just to show you how angry people are and how angry the Republicans are with each other in the House of Representatives. Uh, Trey Gowdy was on Fox News and uh, he was talking about all of this. And uh, he says that this actually really isn't about Jim Jordan. It's actually about the supporters of Jim Jordan. And yes, their heavy handed tactics. Uh, Jim Jordan was was pretty well loved. 
uh, five years ago. He's much better loved now. So I, I don't think this is about Jimmy. It is about his supporters. Uh, and that is what I am consistently hearing up to and including in the last hour. It is not Jim Jordan. It is mm-hmm. the fact that Kevin McCarthy was the victim of a drive-by shooting orchestrated by a small group of people. Yeah. And you had, of course, we, we all know the, the, the names. The main one, the main instigator is Matt Gates and a few others uh, as they torpedoed the political career of Kevin McCarthy. Now, those people have their supporters. They are supporters of Jim Jordan. Now, realize that Jordan voted to keep Kevin McCarthy. So this is like the more that I read about this, it's like clicks in high school. You know, one group is pitted against the other group. And, and Steve Scalise, he didn't get the votes from Jordan's supporters. So now the moderates who were supporters of Steve Scalise, they're having a hard time supporting Jim Jordan again because of the heavy handed tactics of Jim Jordan's supporters. Politics is always fractured, but but what they're doing in the room right now is, is really they're trying couples counseling for people who want to kill each other. Oh my gosh. It's not yeah. going having a marriage and family counselor for this level of division and these fissures I cannot overstate how angry some Republican members are with Jordan supporters, not Jordan, his supporters. Yeah. So all of this is completely insane. Just so you know where I stand, I am a big, big, big supporter of Jim Jordan. And I do believe that he would be a great uh, speaker of the House. But I also understand, you know, there was a story out there that he had agreed to tie Israel and Ukraine funding, which I don't agree with. And so, you know, I can tell already that Jordan is going to have to make some compromises. I do understand that. You know, all of the Democrats voted for Hakeem Jeffries, the minority leader in the House of Representatives, uh, who actually, by the way, got more votes than Jim Jordan. Uh, Jeffries got 212. Jordan got 200. So Jordan now is trying to get more support. And uh, another vote will be held uh, today, later on this morning at 11 a.m. Eastern time for Round two, they were talking about maybe having uh, a few more votes uh, today. But Jordan said, no, we're going to regroup. We're going to do what we need to do. And we're going to try and uh, come together as uh, a conference and take this vote again tomorrow. Meantime, you know, the Democrats are out there uh, really laughing. I mean, it is just they are really enjoying this uh, insanity. Uh, This is how CNN's Phil Mattingly I described all of this chaos. And, you know, when you hear what he has to say about all of this, I I will tell you that as a Republican, as I am a a very much of a conservative, I'm not as much of a Republican, but I'm very much of a a conservative. I don't like what Phil Mattingly had to say, but this is how the left is framing all of this. I mean, they're literally pouring gasoline on themselves and just lighting themselves on fire at this point uh, and don't seem to be dissuaded by the burns at all. Uh, Can you tell people why this matters? Like from a tangible perspective, beyond the kind of hilarity of the ineptitude and the ridiculousness of the moment. Well, there is a lot of ridiculous going on. And, and let me tell you something. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries, what he said about all of this is equally as ridiculous. And I'm going to tell you what he had to say coming up on Red Eye Radio right now. I want to say hello to uh, Eugene. And he is calling from, does that say the Philippines on Red Eye Radio? Uh, Eugene, thanks for calling in. Yes, sir. Thank you for calling my, taking my call. And yes, sir, I am Angeles City, Philippines, 
were 12 hours ahead of Eastern Standard Time. Uh, my concern from everything I listen to is Iran. Iran has vehemently told Israel, if you put boots on the ground, we will retaliate. But then they went even further and said, if the U.S. military gets involved, thousands of lives will be lost. And so when I hear that, I think about all those people currently in the U.S. that nobody knows where, from Saudi, Iran, Libya, and yep. Syria. That's some serious stuff. Well, it is, Eugene, and I appreciate the call very much. And, you know, you, you can't really have a discussion about what is going on in Israel and Hamas and all that. You can't really have a discussion about that without, as Eugene said, uh, talking about uh, who or what is coming across our southern border. And that is uh, most certainly uh, something that I'm worried about and we have been talking about. Uh, Let's see what Matt has to say in Redfield, uh, South Dakota, Redfield, uh, South Dakota. Hey, Matt, thanks for calling in. Go ahead. Yeah, hey, good evening. Uh, first thing that comes to mind sometime is like false flags. That might be something the guy should maybe take a look at. Uh, you know, the other thing is, you know, our governor, Chris Nome, greatest governor that we've had in the state in a long darn time. Uh, but, you know, we, we stand together, you know, united and fall divided. And I feel like our... Our, our situation is we're not united. And you talk about we don't have a Speaker of the House right now. And mm-hmm. what happens if something happened to the chief and our command, you know, the commander of the United States? Then we're, then we're in really rough shape. When you say, hey, Matt, let me ask you, when you say that we're not united, are you talking about Republicans? Or are you talking about America, generally speaking? I just think America, generally speaking, um, you know, I'm a fifth generation. I've served my country. Uh, my son's in the military right now. And so I'm concerned, you know, what's going on in the world today. And, Matt, I appreciate the call, and I also appreciate your service. And, yeah, there is um, – we spent a lot of time on what's going on in um, college campuses across America. Uh, That is also where a lot of that division is being stoked. And again, Matt, I appreciate the call. 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number. 866-907-3339. This is Dan Mandis on Red Eye Radio. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Red Eye Radio, 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. It's uh, interesting. One of the things that I love about my job is looking at some of the various media outlets and how they cover the news. And, you know, you still have some of the media outlets out there saying that uh, they don't really know whether this rocket that destroyed this hospital came from Hamas or, you know, came from the Palestinian side or the Gaza side or if it came from Israel. And it seems to me that it is really clear that this rocket that, uh, you know, killed 500 people by blowing up this hospital clearly came from the Gaza side. 
But one of the big headlines is the world is holding its breath as the war between Israel and Hamas continues to escalate and escalates big time as this hospital uh, went up in flames and down in rubble. And you've got, again, uh, over 500 people killed. Uh, Joe Biden, the president, he is uh, arrived now in Tel Aviv and he is um, I don't know exactly what's supposed to happen. But what I do know is that here in America, we are watching this very closely because Iran, as I've been explaining to you, Iran is um, threatening and saying that uh, for Israel, the time is up. So we'll continue to watch as uh, the events continue to unfold in Israel as uh, our president is there and Iran definitely flexing its muscle. 86690 Red Eye is the phone number. This is uh, George calling from Colorado Springs on Red Eye Radio. Hey, George. Hi there, Dan. I just wanted to give you a call and uh, comment on the hospital destruction. I listen to AM radio pretty much 12 to 16 hours a day. And, uh, you know, I make note of the fact that uh, things change throughout the day. Uh, late today, they uh, indicated that they had uh, had accomplished an intercept by which they uh, heard a couple uh Hamas individuals talking about the, a missile that they had fired toward Haifa, which is up on the, on the coast there, um, north of the Gaza Strip, and uh, that missile may have gone awry. But uh, one of my observations uh, concerns the fact that we've known for a long time that uh, Hamas stores uh, explosives in schools, in <laughs> mosques, and hospitals, and, uh, of course, this is in contravention to the Geneva Convention, the law of armed conflict. But uh, if they did store explosives in that hospital, and then that hospital is struck, whether it's by uh, one side or the other, uh, you'd get a secondary, as we call it, which is the uh, the extreme destruction through the detonation of any stored munitions or explosives in that hospital, which would account for the uh, the fact that a rather small homemade, by most standards, uh, missile uh, launched by Hamas could uh, take out an entire hospital complex and result in over 500 deaths. Yeah. So that's my contribution. Have you, well, George, uh, let me ask you, George, let me ask you, have you seen the video of the rocket going off and then the hospital exploding? I have not seen that video, no. I've, so uh, so, only so heard find, the, uh, find me on Twitter. Uh, thanks for the call. Find me on Twitter at uh, Dan Manda Show. I've got the video posted on my, um, at the, right there at the top of my feed, and, and people are looking at it, and it, it, it seems to me, and a lot of people are, are saying the same thing. I, I'm far from an explosives expert, but a lot of people are saying that uh, it is clear what happened with the video. And it is exactly as I'm saying, which is it came from Gaza and somehow this uh, ultimately spun off and, and hit this uh, hospital. The phone number is 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. Got a lot more straight ahead right here on Red Eye Radio.
Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. Now for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, here is Dan Mandis. 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number, 866-907-3339. So uh, Aaron out there sent me this um, this audio recording, and I, I've received this from a few of you folks, so I'm going to assume that uh, it's safe to put this on my Twitter feed. And, and you can, just so you know, you can believe this or not that this is real, but uh, the Israeli Defense Forces, the IDF, they have released what they're saying is an intercepted phone call, and this is a phone call between a, a couple of, um, you know, Hamas terrorists. And they're talking about this rocket that landed on this hospital. And th- this is a, a little bit of, of what it sounds like. All right, so obviously I can't play a minute of that because, you know, we can't understand that. But basically what they're saying, and the IDF has some uh, subtitles there so you can, you can, you know, follow along. But basically what they're saying is that uh, the rocket was fired uh, from behind the hospital in a cemetery. And they're talking about how uh, this is, um, you know, a rocket, and they're not used to seeing this kind of a rocket uh, fail. And so the one guy is, you know, a little aghast and surprised that the rocket did fail. And uh, they're going back and forth about where it was shot and the fact that they are surprised that uh, this rocket did fail. He is saying that it was uh, a rocket that was from the Islamic Jihad, and that is a um, an organization that is affiliated with Hamas. They're uh, call them partners, whatever. But they're going back and forth. And the IDF they released this this video of this phone call, and it's one minute long. You can find it on the uh, uh, Dan Mandis uh, Show Twitter feed. So it's at Dan Mandis Show on Twitter. And, uh, you know, the question is, OK, so is this real? And I, I do believe that it is. But, you know, you can judge for yourself. But uh, this is also just, again, another piece of the puzzle. The phone number is 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. I want to say hello to uh, Richard calling from Columbia, Missouri on Red Eye Radio. Richard, thanks very much for calling in. Thank you. And you sound like a very bright young man. Well, I, I, the, the young man part certainly not true, but I appreciate that anyway. I don't know. I'm one of the people, they always say, okay, boomer. So, oh, yes, anyway, yes, I hear you. I have a terse comment on both of the topics you broached. Uh, originally, when I was listening, we were talking about the Israeli conflict at the moment. And everybody's talking about Iran and whether or not they'll get directly involved. And they're not about to. Uh, they've been bombed by the Israelis in my lifetime. We've bombed, killed terrorists in Iran in my lifetime. Uh, what I don't hear mentioned in the conventional media is the fact that Israel is a member of the nuclear community. Mm-hmm. And the question is whether or not Israel is, is willing to drop a nuke in Iran, and I would say yes. So you know, they, they, we, I, 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 I will tell you— um, Richard, I spoke a little bit about that yesterday, and it's almost like the 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 topic that nobody really wants to talk about. Right. I mean, because even the thought is is so um, 
horrific. But you know they've got they've got smaller nukes, uh, more precise nukes. You know there there's different size of of nuclear weapons. But you are right. I mean Israel is nuclear. I don't think though that they will go nuclear because uh, I I just I don't think anybody wants to uh, go down that road. I I. I mean, I, I hope that I'm right. I hope that you're wrong, uh, with all due respect. Do, do you think that Israel should uh, use a nuke? I, I don't think Israel is going to do anything that anyone else suggests. And their politics have become so radicalized, like the U.S. politics have, that, yes, I think if Iran tried to put boots on the ground, or Iran sent aircraft, uh, I, I think, yes, I think they would nuke them. Uh, the, that, the reason that you don't see the Saudis or the Egyptians or the Jordanians getting actively involved in the Palestinian situation uh, is because the only way is for them to do it safely is through proxy. And if Iran stopped using proxies and became actively involved directly, yeah, I think the Israelis would uh, would nuke Tehran, Tehran, the capital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I'm 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 thinking because you know, while I understand what you're saying, uh, let's also not forget that Biden, our president, of course, as we've been talking about all week long, uh, he has armed Iran. He has given them the opportunity to really stock back up, and so part of me thinks that Iran is licking its chops and. You know, they're ready to go to war with Israel because Iran, of course, one of those nations, uh, just like Gaza and a lot of these other nations in the Middle East, they feel like um, Israel should not exist. And so, you know, for Iran, they, they may be looking at this. And, you know, part of the news cycle today that I've been covering, Iran is saying that, you know, time is up. And uh, as our president is uh, in Tel Aviv, as our president is uh, in Israel meeting with Benjamin Netanyahu, Iran is is threatening. I can't imagine they would do this, but Iran is threatening to uh, light up Israel as we speak and as our president is in Israel. So that's why I'm covering this so passionately as I am this morning. Richard, you said you had one more question, uh, one more comment very quickly about uh, some of the other topics that I've been uh, covering this morning. What's the other one? The speaker battle, uh, you know, I've lived through the radicalization of the Republican Party, and, we, and we're expecting in 20th century vernacular the best man to win, quote unquote. And the best man never wins in Republican politics. I campaigned for Bob Dole, and I campaigned for John McCain. <laughs> and the, wow. And the yeah. best man never wins. And so uh, we can we can rattle our heads all we want, but. Uh, it's going to be a quagmire, and it's going to be infighting, and and a radical is going to win. That they just they just always do. Well, Richard, let, let me let, let me ask. Um, so you you feel like Jim Jordan is radical? That's a that's a pretty big sigh, Richard. I think, I think Jim Jordan. <laughs> I think Jim Jordan is uh, uh, answerable to his specific constituency not to the general constituency. These are, are, are representatives of regional constituencies. And so he is as radical as his regional constituency, which isn't as radical as some. I mean, David Duke made it to Congress. Right. 
Well, he, here here's so, what I will say. I, I I believe, and and you can perhaps disagree with me, Richard, and that's fine. I believe that Jim Jordan more represents where the Republican Party is now than Kevin McCarthy. Now, here's the thing: is that Richard, I should say, uh, Jim Jordan is going to have the same challenges that uh, Kevin McCarthy was having if he ends up, uh, you know, as Speaker of the House. But I believe that Jim Jordan is a more effective communicator. And I believe that Jim Jordan is a better manager. And I believe that Jim Jordan is um, somebody who will be able to build bridges within the Republican Party uh, far more effectively than Kevin McCarthy. At least that's my hope. And I'm saying that, Richard, as um, a a fan of Jim Jordan. And so, you know, for me, I, I do hope that later on today when they take this second round of voting, they do decide that uh, Jim Jordan will be uh, the Speaker of the House. And one of the things, and, and I did mention this earlier, I believe one of the things that happens uh, when these kinds of votes happen is you have some of these folks that use that first round of voting almost like a protest vote. So you had a number of people that did not vote for Jim Jordan just because they're, you know, they're pissed. But then during the second round, maybe they will. But, you know, Richard, he's got 20 votes. That he's got to he's got to find. And that's a that's a a considerable um, that's a considerable number of votes to to try and make up. Um, But, you know, I I, personally, I think Jim Jordan is um, I think he's going to figure out very quickly that he's going to have to uh, compromise. I'll give you the last word, uh, Richard. You identified yourself as a conservative borderline Republican. I'm paraphrasing. Mm hmm. And I was a firebrand Republican campaign county coordinator for Bob Dole, county coordinator for John McCain. I left the party. I'm still a conservative. I left the party when Trump got the nomination. The radicalization of American politics is just wildly outside the scope of what I ever thought it would be. And I think that we will end up with the most radical Republican that the Democrats can support. Hey, Richard, let, let me ask this. And I, and I this is with all due respect, because I think we're having a great conversation. What is what do you define as radical about Donald Trump? Honestly, I think he's insane. I, and I mean, diagnosably. OK, tell me how. Tell me. Tell me up, how you believe that he's insane. By, when I was growing up, it would be unconscionable. For a candidate who said on camera, grab them by their blank. Okay, but okay, Richard, I'm gonna I'm gonna drum down to the party. Hold on, hold on. Okay, Richard, but hold on. He said that before he was a candidate. I don't care. Okay. It is. Are you saying? Are you saying? So, so Richard, let me ask. Let me ask. Okay, let me ask. Are you saying that? And listen, I find just so we're all clear, I find that kind of language abhorrent. Okay, so just so we're clear, but I'm telling you something, Richard, I've heard men say a lot worse and I've been around. I'm just going to say this. I've been around politicians my entire career. So I I know that men and women, by the way, talk like this. And so I I don't I don't think that in and of itself uh, would define someone as um, insane or whatever it was that you said. Uh, What else you got? Well, I'm going to say when I was campaigning for Bob Dole and when I was campaigning for John McCain, I was on camera, Mm -hmm. right, and knew I was on camera. 
And I was never stupid enough to say something like that. That fact that he knew he was on camera, even just being a businessman at the time, that's bad business. Well, okay, remember, but that doesn't make him insane. And 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 they were also, by the way, just so you know, uh, Richard, they were. I don't know if he knew that the camera was on. They were doing B roll. Just so we're clear, I, I'm I'm not defending Trump's comments, but you literally said that he's you know insane. And so, by your definition, if if that's well, the comment about, that you're that, that you're basing that on, then. Well, uh, but we're not talking, but, but, but Richard, Richard, we're not talking about John McCain. We're not talking about Bob Dole. We're talking about Donald Trump and, and the modern day Republican Party. And so I, I'm asking you, since you said that you felt like, you know, the Republican Party is radical. And so I'm asking you from a from a policy standpoint, I understand you don't like, you know, what, what he said about grabbing him by the, you know, and you don't probably like Donald Trump's tweets. I, I understand all of that. I there are times when I facepalm with Donald Trump all the time, but I just I'm here to tell you that from a policy standpoint, I think that we were far, far better off with Donald Trump than we were with uh, Joe Biden. And I think that one of the things, Richard, that I've noticed is that the further we get away from Donald Trump's first term and the more we experience Joe Biden, the more I believe that people are beginning to appreciate that term of Donald Trump, despite the fact that he said things and tweeted things that we didn't like. Richard, I'm going to give you the last word. <laughs> I'm an independent now. OK. And, and listen, there's nothing wrong with that, Richard. And I really appreciate you calling and I really appreciate the dialogue. I just think that you're wrong. 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number. 866-907-3339. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Eight six six ninety red eye is the phone number. Eight six six nine zero seven thirty three thirty nine. I'm reflecting on my call that I just had with uh, Richard, and one of the things that he kept bringing up was, you know, Bob Dole and John McCain. Now, with all due respect to both of those guys, I don't remember much about Bob Dole. I'm just going to tell you, it's a long time ago. But John McCain, his his campaign against Barack Obama. Drove me up the wall. Because all he ever said, I mean, you know what I remember about John McCain and his his campaign against Obama? That he kept complimenting Obama. He kept talking about how what a a nice young man and what what a great young man, you know, Barack Obama was. And I remember, you know, screaming at the TV because McCain was afraid, right, to be called a racist. We all remember that. uh, We all remember that dynamic. And it, it, it really frustrated me because McCain, because he was so afraid to be called a racist. And now we know that, you know, really that that term doesn't really mean anything anymore because it's way overused. But when you when when you look back at those debates and you look back at all of that uh, commentary between uh, McCain and Obama, McCain just handled him with absolute kid gloves. And I knew that he was going to lose. And big shock. He did.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Dan Mandis, this is Red Eye Radio. 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number, 866-907-3339. You can find out more about me on my social media pages, especially Twitter, at Dan Mandis Show. I uh, host a morning show here in Nashville, Tennessee on Super Talk 99.7 WTN. It airs 6 to 10 uh, Eastern time. So if you'd like to tune in, you can find us on uh, YouTube or Facebook. We uh, stream video stream the uh, morning show. You can also listen at 99.7 WTN.com. Had a guy, Richard, in the previous uh, hour talking about how he felt like the uh, former president, Donald Trump, is radical and it inspired him to leave the Republican Party. Ironically enough, and he, he couldn't really, and I, I tried to keep it a friendly conversation, but I, I asked him specifically what policy or what decision that uh, Donald Trump had made that impacted the American people, uh, what would define him as radical? And he just kept going back to, you know, basically what I, I, I referred to as, you know, mean tweets and you know, the the audio of him saying grab uh, them by the P word, you know, th- those kinds of things. And I don't really understand that. And I, I tried to explain to <laughs> I tried to explain to dear Richard. And by the way, if you didn't hear it, go back and listen to it on the podcast, um, because I think that that, that part of uh, of what is going on with Trump derangement syndrome. And I think that's what Richard had um, is, is the fact that people they just they, they can't get past the tweets or they can't get past, you know, some of the other, you know, what I would say is more superficial things that, um, you know, people used to talk about with uh, Donald Trump. But but the uh, former president is in the news today. Richard would be uh, happy to hear that uh, the former president has been given a gag order. This is um, part of the news today. Former President Donald Trump is going to appeal his gag order placed on him by Judge Tanya Chutkin. Uh, this is uh, the case filed against him by special counsel Jack Smith regarding his culpability in January 6th. The former president charged with conspiracy to defraud the United States and obstructing an official proceeding. Now, we all know that Trump has that really unique and, and really, you know, that one of the what I would say, one of his several superpowers is he does have that unique ability, that that quality of being able to go after people in the media and, and those that, you know, don't like him. Uh, he They go after him, and so he goes after them twice as hard. And, and so that's part of why this gag order was, um, was put on the former president. Uh, he calls the prosecutor uh, in this case, you know, deranged Jack Smith. That's part of what the um, former president uh, talks about when he talks about, you know, the people that are coming after him. He makes up little, you know, nicknames for them. And, and so one of the things is, as you look at uh, this story, and this is a pretty big story today. Uh, Chutkin is the, the criminal judge, by the way, presiding over the case itself. And here's what Donald Trump said after it was announced that he was no longer allowed to say, you know, specific things about this particular case. 
Here's what he had to say. This is Donald Trump. Judge uh, gave a gag order today. Did you hear that on speech? Which I believe is totally unconstitutional what she did. A judge gave a gag order. A judge doesn't like me too much. Her whole life is not liking me. But uh, she gave a gag order. You know what a gag order is? You can't speak badly about your opponent. But this is weaponry all being done because Joe Biden is losing the election and losing very, very badly to all of us in the polls. He's losing badly. But what they don't understand is that I am willing to go to jail if that's what it takes for our country to win and become a democracy again. Yeah, that's a big applause line for the former president. And and so, you know, all of that is true. You know what uh, the president said. And and so he does have a lot of people that are coming after him. And and that has been happening since he uh, rode down the uh, escalator when he announced that he was running for president. But but the question, though, is this. What is Donald Trump actually allowed to say and not say? And again, this only is uh, referring to the uh, Jack Smith uh, case where they're going after Donald Trump for his culpability in January 6th. So if he wants to go after, you know, a lot of these other judges and, you know, some of these other attorneys that are filing charges against him in these other cases, well, it's, uh, you know, whatever he wants to say, he can say. But with the Jack Smith case, the the federal case uh, coming out of Washington, D.C., he is not allowed to personally attack Special Counsel Jack Smith. So I guess he, he can't talk about, uh, you know, anything about him being deranged and so forth. Uh, he can't talk about the prosecutors that work for Jack Smith. He can't talk about officers of the court or the witnesses. Uh, Trump's lawyers, of course, argued in court on Monday that the order would be impossible to enforce and that Donald Trump's criticism of the government is highly protected speech that must be protected amid his presidential campaign. Now, here's the thing is that he does, in my opinion, he does have a right to uh, defend himself. But but the question is, why is the judge doing this? Because in that other case based out of New York, where he is accused of inflating his real estate values, he bashed the judge in that case and the attorney, uh, the attorney general in that case as well. And even said, you probably heard about this, even said that the judge's clerk, Seemed to have a special friendship with um, with a none other than Chuck Schumer. Yeah. Remember that whole thing? And so there was a picture of the two of them together. And so he posted that on his social media. The former president, Donald Trump, did. Then he deleted it right away. But the judge in this case, he, he threw a gag order on Donald Trump after that. So you had in, in the New York case, he, he's going after the um, the judge. He's going after the attorney general, Letitia James. And he makes these, you know, these these comments about the judge's clerk and this special friendship that she apparently had with uh, Chuck Schumer. And so, you know, Trump deleted it right away. So everywhere Donald Trump goes, it, it seems like they're trying to place a gag order on him. And And by the way. You know, the whole thing with the photograph with uh, the, the judge's clerk and the photograph with Chuck Schumer and the the intimating that they had a special friendship without any other proof. I'm just going to tell you 
that as somebody who has been a supporter of Donald Trump in the past, and I'm a free agent right now in the in the GOP primary, I didn't like that. Because I don't believe that you should, you know, disparage someone like that and without any actual proof, because, you know, sometimes that happens to, uh, you know, folks who may be on social media. There's a there's a picture of you and somebody else. And all of a sudden people start accusing you of such things. It's crazy. And Donald Trump should not have done that. I believe that he is either innocent or guilty based on whatever evidence there is that is out there. And I personally believe that uh, Donald Trump is uh, is right when he says that he is a victim of a witch hunt. But anyway, this is uh, several witch hunts, as a matter of fact. This is what the uh, the former president said about all of this earlier today. I've been indicted more than Alphonse Capone in the list. They all happened so fast, too. It's not going to matter because the people of the country get it. That's why I'm the only person ever indicted where my numbers went up. It's true. But the great Al Capone, did anybody ever hear of Alphonse Capone? He was so mean. If you looked at him in the wrong way, he'd blow you away. He'd kill you, kill people for fun. Grotesque scar. Scarface, you ever hear that? Scarface. Uh, he was only indicted once. I got indicted four times in a matter of seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I Listen, I don't even I, I've lost count, to be perfectly honest, as far as how many um, indictments the former president faces. But they talk about the uh, the attorney in this case and, and the lawyer, the uh, judge, I should say, in this case, Tanya Chutkin. The order prohibits the president, former president, from attacking special counsel Jack Smith and the prosecutors and so forth. Uh, Here's the exact language, because the exact language is important here. All interested parties in this matter, including the parties and their counsel, are prohibited from making any public statements or directing others to make any public statements that target, number one, the special counsel prosecuting this case or his staff, number two, defense counsel or their staff, number three, any of this court's staff, or other supporting personnel, or for, and this is where I have a big problem with this, for any reasonably foreseeable witness or the substance of their testimony. So Trump can't defend himself. You know, everybody knows that when you start talking about public opinion and the court of public opinion, well, you're going to have these news stories that are going to be out there where you're going to have these people, their their testimony is going to be out there. People are going to be talking about it. It's going to be leaked and so forth. And you mean to tell me that Donald Trump cannot defend himself against the, the testimony of these people that are trying to take him down? And I do realize that the, the, the former president, he'll be able to defend himself in the court of law. But I, I believe that he should be able to defend himself Uh, When he's out on the campaign trail, because everybody will be talking about the substance of testimony. And I guarantee you, everywhere you turn, you're going to have people that are going to be attacking Donald Trump and he is going to be powerless to combat the narrative as he is in the middle of a presidential campaign. So, yeah, I do have a problem specifically, you know, the uh, the language about, you know, not saying, you know, mean, bad things about Jack Smith and whatever. I'm kind of whatever about all that. But it's the part about um, 
the substance of the testimony that I do have a problem with. The phone number is 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. Let's see here. Got a lot of phone calls. Want to say hello to uh, Dennis in Michigan on Red Eye Radio. Dennis, how are you? I'm okay. I'm a conservative in Michigan area, and uh, I have a theory about Biden going to the Middle East, Israel. Yes. And uh, the theory is, I think someplace while he's there, he's going to be seeing some missiles shot to the Mediterranean U.S. fleets in the Mediterranean there. And on that note, if the reaction that Biden has, which is not so great, he will probably say, geez, I told Iran not to get involved. Geez, what shall I do here? And he will be in controlled by the Iran people because his reaction will be negative. The man does not have anything to stand up for what is right, nor does he have he's he's usable. He's well, a he'll, usable he'll, he'll, he'll probably he'll probably if uh, he's being honest, he'll say, wow, look at look at what those lifted sanctions bought for Iran. I think that's uh, probably pretty accurate as far as what Biden will say. Let's say hello to uh, this is Pete in New Haven, Connecticut on Red Eye Radio. Pete, how are you? Hey, I'm well. Thank you for taking my call, Dan. Uh, I wanted to make a uh, a quick comment on on Richard, um, who talked about you know Trump being insane. Uh, I guess Richard, who campaigned for John McCain, uh, has missed the video of Cindy McCain uh, admitting to the world that they knew about what was going on on Epstein Island, and they turned a blind eye to it and they didn't do anything about it. So before you start calling, you know, Donald Trump insane, let's take a look at that fact. All right. I, that well, is I, I, disgusting. I, yeah, I, Pete, thank you. For, I, I have not seen that video. Somebody sent me that video of Cin, Cindy McCain saying that they knew all about what was going on on Epstein Island. I, I don't know if that's true or not, just uh, so we're clear. I've got a lot of issues with John McCain. That's actually not one of them. But, uh, Pete, I do appreciate the call. 866-90-RED-EYE will return next. Dan Matt is here on Red Eye Radio. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Red Eye Radio, 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. So how did a guy call in response to a call we took in the last hour? And uh, the, the, the caller, Richard, in the previous hour was talking about how evil Donald Trump was for, you know, the comment he made about grabbing them by the you-know-what. And so a uh, guy called up in the last segment and said, well, the guy, Richard, from the previous hour, you know, he was talking about how great John McCain was and how evil Donald Trump was. was well, you know that John McCain, he knew what was going on on Epstein Island. And I'm sort of just, I'm taking phone calls. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's not true. It's not necessarily something that I've looked into. But lo and behold, uh, there's the video. There's the video of uh, Cindy McCain and it is uh, the wife of the former senator. And she's talking about, yes, 
They knew exactly what was going on on Epstein Island. It hides in plain sight. Epstein was hiding in plain sight. We all knew about him. We all knew what he was doing. But we had no one that was, no um, uh, legal aspect that would go after him. They were afraid of him. For whatever reason, they were afraid of him. So holy mackerel. So you, you've got a John McCain supporter uh, feeling morally superior to uh, Donald Trump even though the guy that he really liked, John McCain, knew about the sex trafficking going on on Epstein Island, and his wife admits it. And my comment to Cindy McCain was, okay, well, you were the wife of a senator. And John McCain was a senator for years. you telling me that John McCain couldn't have rattled a few cages? AZ Central even wrote about this as well. Cindy McCain said, I hope that he is in hell right now talking about uh, Epstein. He deserves to be. And on she goes. But, I mean, if you knew about it, you certainly would have the pull, and, and your husband certainly would have had the pull to bring attention, draw attention to uh, what was going on on Epstein Island or you know whatever it is that Jeffrey uh, Epstein was doing. Maybe an appearance on, uh, oh, I don't know, Fox News? Maybe go over to the Washington Post or the New York Times? I don't know. Maybe just make the accusations, uh, make sure that the accusations are out there and, and they're believable and collect the evidence and, and save, the, uh, save the lives of these girls who were being sex trafficked. Good Lord. 866-90-RED-EYE. Let's see here. Let's uh, talk to, uh, this is Don is in uh, Wisconsin on Red Eye Radio. Hey, Don, how are you? Hey, Dad. Good morning. Morning to you. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm talking about Trump being insane. I honestly don't know 65 years of my life that there hasn't been a man that fought for this country stronger than what Donald Trump does. If people get their feelings hurt about something he says or whatever, can't forget the fact that he really don't need this job. You know, he's out there fighting for everybody here, and we the people need to stand up and support this man because the opposite is not good right now. Well, I, here's, here's what I was saying, Don. I appreciate the call. Here, here's what I was saying is you're right. Donald Trump doesn't need the job. And, uh, you know, Ron DeSantis doesn't need the job either. And and some of these other folks running, uh, they don't necessarily need the job. But what I will say is that in Donald Trump's first term in office, uh, he did enough really, really, really good things, in my opinion, to deserve a second term. But he's got all of these arrows that are being, you know, slung at him. And and we're talking about just one with this uh, gag order that was placed on him a couple of days ago. And he's now saying that he is going to appeal that a gag order but you're right i mean donald trump made a lot of sacrifices uh, for this country there's no doubt about that he lost millions maybe even billions of dollars and he does continue to suffer the consequences for that to this day and i appreciate the call
Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. Now, for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, here is Dan Mandis. 86690 Red Eye is the phone number, and uh, let's go to the phones. Got a lot of phone calls. I want to get through them uh, before the evening ends. David is in San Diego. And, uh, David, thanks for calling Red Eye Radio. You're calling BS on this whole Israel didn't fire the bomb um, conversation. Go ahead. Yeah, well, if you look at the first retaliatory move, they took down two high-rises, not with bombs, but with demolition charges that were pre-wired. And we all saw this. There's no other way those buildings could fall. Wait, whoa, 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 back up. Whoa, 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 back up. Repeat that, what you just said. The day, uh, the first day of retaliation against the Hamas, Israel took down two high-rises, among other buildings they took down. But these two high-rises were obviously not taken down from just bombs. They were pre-wired with detonations. So that in case Hamas ever did misbehave, they knew which buildings to take down to show them. Now, this hospital, there's two ways they're describing it. Either they intercepted the missiles that Hamas fired and redirected them into the hospital, or they took out the hospital because they suspected Hamas was using that as a hiding out place, like hiding behind the civilians. Okay. And rather than go in there and, and route them out, they just said, well, it's going to take the whole building down. And you cannot trust what Israel is saying. Israel is, is using the uh, goat on a post tactics to kill their neighbors. In other words, you put a goat out on a post. All right. hey, hey, David, let me, hey, David, let, let me ask you, though, and, and that's all fine, well, and good. Um, what about the, the video that is out there where it it clearly shows that the rockets are being fired from Gaza uh, towards Israel. And one of the, you know, one of the rockets went askew and and hit the hospital. There's also, I don't know how long you've been listening, David, but there's also an audio recording that I played for folks earlier. You can find it on my uh, social media page at Dan Mandis show, Twitter, where they intercepted the phone call of a couple of guys and they're going back and forth and, and they're on the side of Hamas. And they say that this rocket failed. It was uh, the rocket of this group, Islamic Jihad, and uh, which is a group closely aligned with Hamas. And they're saying that it was not Israel, that it was this uh, other organization. So there's a lot of proof out there, David, that it was not Israel, but it actually came from within Gaza. Can I speak to that? Yeah, go ahead. Well, okay, let's suppose you're right about that. The only other person to take down buildings the way that I saw them taken down was Putin when he was blaming Chechnya on these high-rise buildings being blown up until one day somebody found one of Putin's from Moscow's KGB arsenal bomb sitting in a basement hadn't exploded yet. So Putin was blowing up his own people in high-rise buildings to start a war with Chechnya. Mm -hmm. And I've always suspected that Israel's playing both sides of the table with Russia and America. 
All right, Dave. Well, I, I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. I, I'm just not going to go there. Uh, let's see. This is Losi in Eureka, California on Red Eye Radio. How are you? Oh, fine. How are you? Good morning. Okay. Um, you mentioned earlier in the show about Iran giving Israel an ultimatum and saying that the time was up. Okay. Well, now let's take a hypothetical. Okay. So time is up. Biden is flying in. They're threatening Israel, Iran is. So let's just say Benny and uh, Biden get blown up. Okay, so you go back over here to the to America. And, of course, Kamala is out of the question. We have no Speaker of the House. Oh, my God. What chaos well, is happening here? Well, so, uh, Lucy, so who's whoa, gonna, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. You say that Kamala's out of the question. Well, she's the vice president. I mean, as much as it abhors me to I think know. about and it terrifies me to think about it, you're right. Um, yeah. <laughs> she, she is. She is the next in line, and you're also right. We don't have a speaker of the house. So if so who would, God who help us, that happens. I, I, who would I step think into the breach. I, I think the Republicans would have to figure something out. I, I believe they're going to have to figure something out today, regardless. But um, but you're you're right. I mean, the, the Republicans. I mean, you've got. Uh, You've got Jim Jordan, and he's he's down twenty votes. He's got to find twenty votes, and I mean, it's not going to pull up or something. I don't know what, right. but hey, um, so by I I when Iran threatened Israel, was that that was today, correct? Yes, it was. It was just a few hours and ago. Did, right, and so did they do this uh, on knowledge of of Biden coming in? I mean, do you think that has something to do with their their? Yeah, I think think Iran's talking tough. I mean, Biden announced uh, days ago that he was going to go to uh, Israel and his schedule has been out. People knew that he was going to be flying in. And Iran is putting out these uh, really stark, threatening message where they're saying time is up and they're threatening to bomb Israel at any moment. I mean, and once once Biden is there in Israel, they would just have to put a little tiny, itty bitty nuclear bomb out there which I'm sure they have. And uh, poof, there he goes. I don't think, yeah. And you, I, you know what? Well, let's see. Here, here's what I'll say is, is I, number one, Iran does a lot of tough talk. I mean, it's, we call it saber rattling, right? So, you know, these, um, these nations, they do a lot of, of tough talk. I, I, don't, I don't believe that Iran uh, has the, um, the guts to take out Joe Biden. I just don't think that they do. However, you know, can you imagine? And and I I hope it doesn't happen. I don't believe that it'll happen. But if they did, you think Kamala Harris would do anything about it? Yeah, I don't think so either. Tommy is in Sherman, Texas on Red Eye Radio. Tommy, how are you? I'm good, Dan. How are you, sir? I'm okay. Go ahead. Yeah, so, okay, real quick. Um, First of all, you do a great job. Second of all, um, thank you for defending Trump. Uh, This gag order is obviously um, for the court of of, of, of public opinion. Yes. Your guy, Richard, that called earlier was an example of how that works, right? So it's, it's, it's an obvious, to me anyways, attack on his First Amendment rights. I think that in an appeal, he'll, he'll get that back. I don't know. That's way beyond my scope. Um, So Israel and Hamas, I believe that 
uh, Netanyahu has seen this as an opportunity to finally rid the world of the terrorist war machine. Um, I, I mean, it's and it's not just Hamas, it's Hezbollah, it's the jihadis, it's all of those folks. Um, and I, more importantly, I believe, regardless of the, the Palestinian uh, folks that are out there marching for Palestinian whatever and gay pride and what have you, uh, uh, the world is starting to see that, that we would be better off without these folks who pray daily for the death of Israelis, who pray daily for the death of Americans, whose only way to get into heaven is to kill innocents, quote-unquote infidels, to get into heaven. And those uh, 72 virgins, right? Yeah, exactly, man. I mean, it's insane. Um, I, I, I just and, – and here's the other thing I've seen, and I'm on social media pretty regular. Uh, people the, – the world, not just America, but the world is starting to see how much better things were under Trump. They're starting to ask for him back. You're seeing it all over the place. Well, yeah, that's so uh, that, that, get past all these. All... Yep. Yeah, yeah, thank you for the call. And I, I agree with you on a, on a number of things. Uh, number one, and I don't want to go too far backwards with uh, Richard, but if you heard the call and I would invite folks to go back and listen to the two o'clock hour, the end of the two o'clock hour, I, should, uh, uh, I think it would be the th- second hour, the end of the s- third hour. Uh, but anyway, find the call because it, it was a classic example of how um, somebody is suffering from Trump derangement syndrome because of a story that they believe that they understand. Because, you know, Richard's big, uh, big issue with Donald Trump, because he thought the guy was insane and he's a radical and all of these other things. And he was basing all of that on just the one comment that Trump made about, you know, grab him by the you know what? Well, one of the things that Richard said was, you know, the man knew that he was on camera. I don't actually know if Donald Trump knew that he was on camera when that conversation was going on, because they weren't, if I remember right, and and somebody please correct me if I'm wrong, and folks always do. They were getting ready to film a segment, but they but they weren't actually uh, they weren't actually uh, filming yet. The interview or the segment wasn't actually being filmed at that point. But the cameras were rolling. But again, as the caller that I was just speaking to, as he was talking about. People are beginning to realize how well we did have it under Donald Trump, whether it is uh, the economy, whether it's the border, the failed pullout of Afghanistan. Now we've got, you know, funding Iran so that Iran could fund Hamas so that Hamas could attack Israel. I mean, I just I, 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 I could spend hours talking about this uh so you know what is is it's almost cliche to say at this point but you know when you look at the scripts of uh, joe biden you know the mean tweets that uh, donald trump used to uh, send that would send uh, some folks on the on the left and some republicans as well into uh, hand-wringing hysterics nothing compared to what's going on now victor is in kansas city on red eye radio victor thanks for calling in Ah, oh, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm looking through my windshield, and I can verify it is not a full moon, despite the calls you've been getting. Um, <laughs> it's all right, man. These guys are, I mean, you can't control a dumb missile and redirect it. So I don't know where Dan or Don or whatever this guy was going by. But anyway, um, I wanted to, to, basically, I know you didn't want to go back to 
He said he was a firebrand Republican, and he voted for Dole and McCain. Well, you know, don't make me laugh. Uh, Dole was a he was a great civil senator, and he worked with friends across the aisle, which means you're compromising your constitutional rights and giving things up when you're working with the Democrats. And McCain, McCain was a self-serving rhino who was out to sell out. He would sell out conservatives, uh, you know, for personal grudges. And Richard probably like John Boehner, who thought it was a good idea to like have co-chairs on crap. You know, the modern compromising or the moderate compromising small R Republicans, you know, they helped the Democrats create the pseudo-socialist communist state that we're stuck in today. And I'm so, so sorry that the Donald Trump uh, upset his delicate uh, sensibilities. How does he feel about 25 percent inflation or the world on fire? Yeah, and, no, you know, I, he wouldn't I, be. Yeah. And he's no, an independent. You're, 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 I, I got to run, Victor. I'm running late for a break, but I, I appreciate it in Kansas City. I appreciate it. You're right. And when, when remember when I asked, and then I'm going to move on, but when I asked Richard, okay, so what specific policy that uh, you know, Donald Trump enacted or, or you know, approved and so forth, what, what policy did he have that, uh, or legislation that you didn't like that would prove that he was uh, insane? What executive order proved that Donald Trump was insane? What what legislation did he uh, did he ultimately approve or or veto that would prove that he was insane? And and Richard didn't have anything. And so when we talk about when we use word, here's the deal: when we use words like insane, you got to realize that if you're going to call me and you're going to level those kinds of accusations, I'm going to push back. Because if you're going to label a man insane, and especially somebody who's running for president of the United States, you better be specific. 866-90-RED-EYE. Dan Mandis here on Red Eye Radio. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Red Eye Radio, 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. I want to say hello to Anthony in uh, Howell, is that Michigan? Anthony. Anthony, all right. Well, I guess Anthony is uh, probably like a lot of folks at this time of night. They fell asleep. Anyway, thank you, uh, Anthony, for the call. I'll tell you this. What Anthony's question was, I'll go ahead and answer it in case Anthony is uh, listening. I did not fall asleep waiting on hold. He was on hold for a minute. Uh, He was going to ask me if I believe that Joe Biden will be impeached. I think that the Republicans in the House, if they can get their act together, uh, I I believe that they may be able to uh, impeach the president. However, I believe that uh, he'll be safe and sound in the Senate. I think that's part of what is uh, going on today is, you know, right now, if the Republicans have to turn to the Democrats for help in getting a Speaker of the House. One of the demands that Hakeem Jeffries has made is that all of those investigations into Joe Biden, they go bye-bye. Not to mention unlimited funding for Ukraine. This is why the Republicans absolutely need to get their act together. 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.